0: futures suggesting a higher open this morning. Crudel is also higher today with the dollar coming off and the OPEC meeting this week. Let's bring in Scott Bauer. He's the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. Joining us here to talk commodities. Scott, good morning. OPEC. Morning, Ben. Good morning. The OPEC meeting this week. We'll get some uh, expected announcement tomorrow and uh, production, production cuts are anticipated
1: there are but you know it's it's real interesting ben because the cme has a measurement uh similar to their fed watch tool which monitors uh what the fomc might do with interest rates they have a group opec watch tool and that's based on option trading and right now that's pricing in a 50 50 chance of no change or a small output decrease so you know the, the expectation is that they are going to decrease, but I'm not sure that that it's really going to be as much as people may think. I, I, there may be a little bit of a surprise here.
0: You know, when we're talking about uh, energy prices, obviously we talk about again the ripple effect that prices at the pump have. So as crude's now kind of inching its way back to the $85 level, I personally have seen prices at the pump start to inch the way back up. It seems like they they barely even came off. One could argue, but yep. Still, exactly. still below the summer levels, right? So, I mean, that's kind of the high water mark, is the way I look at it right now. And while we are feeling some pain, a reflection of, uh, again, the expectation that inflation's here possibly is going to continue to linger, but we're off the peak, and I think that's what possibly some of the rally we're seeing here is coming into play as investors sort of factor in that into considerations, right? We're no longer with crude at 130. Uh, and yes, at 85, it's not necessarily we want it to be. We'd prefer it lower, but uh, ultimately, things could be worse here still.
1: They absolutely could be worse. And I think what we saw over the last week, you know, couple of weeks with, with the big sell-off was way oversold from a technical standpoint. Okay. So you're, you're seeing some short covering, okay. I believe. And then, and then you, again, I think we may get a surprise, Ben. This may be a buy the rumor, sell the news type of event okay. with the OPEC meeting.
0: So short covering here, Scott. That kind of gets into what I was talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, well, and have been sort of focused on here. Are we seeing to your to your to your you know in your expert opinion. I mean, all the time you spent watching price activity and getting to understand it. Are you seeing something that's kind of reminiscent of initiative type buying here, where uh, again the longs now sort of feel like we're going to see prices go higher, or are you just to your point kind of seeing things that got a little bit overdone to the downside, and this is
1: short covering? That's what I see. I, I think overall, if you were to you know, say three months from now, where are we going to be? I, I think the 80 to 90 range is absolutely the range. Sure. I think this is just a very big buying spree that we've seen over the last 24, 36 hours or so based on short covering going into this OPEC meeting because nobody wants to be short going into the OPEC meeting. But I really think from from just the trader mindset here, I'd watch for a surprise to the downside, I really would.
0: Okay, we will. And uh, again, uh, Crude, we talk about uh, the trend being uh, important to watch here, and there are going to be sharp moves higher, even in a bear market trend. So that's why I think it's really important to gauge at this point, are we seeing new buying coming into the market, or is this short covering? Because whether you're talking the indices, the currencies, or commodities in this instance, a big difference. Speaking of buying coming into the market, we've definitely seen some in terms of uh, gold, Scott, a big move up through 1,700. Projecting lows that we saw last week around 1620.
1: Big move. and and I think that is just the correlation with the dollar okay. and with rates here. I mean, you know, okay. ye- yesterday was a big day to see yields come down. See the dollar weakening a bit. I, I, I wouldn't say that the dollar is is getting hammered, but mm-hmm. we are seeing that weakening. So I think you've got a combination there also of some short covering and the fundamentals of the dollar and yields but you know when you look to the metals though look not just at gold look what silver did right so silver's silver's up i think about 17 or 18 percent from last week that is a move that is a massive massive short cover right there i've got
0: gold up one second here let me get silver uh ready for us you can see here a similar move uh 17 90, just shy of or just below at 1789. Half. You can see all the way up to we're talking uh, 2111. That was a huge move. Looking real quickly at the bigger picture move in gold, you can see if higher today, it looks like we're trying to get four of six to the upside here. So, a nice move off, as mentioned, 1622.20 was a low. I actually thought we got down to 1618, but okay. Talk to us uh, a little bit about this, Scott. With this, you mentioned it is somewhat rate dollar related here, ultimately. Um, that being the case here, I mean, what are we looking for in terms of uh, gauging whether we can get some follow through? Because if this is, again, as mentioned, just short covering right now, it's sort of more supportive of that bear market environment. We've got some jobs data, uh, basically some potential catalysts here on the horizon in the next couple of days here, which could either further this momentum to the upside, whether you're talking crude gold higher, the dollar lower, ultimately. Uh, I mean, investors while the Fed focus seems to be uh, easing some, or the uh, concerns related to seem to be easing some, the the job support could stir things up quite a bit again this week.
1: No doubt. uh, Jolts today, excuse me, the September jobs number on Friday. So you have a very highly volatile situation that, again, I believe traders, funds, just taking risk off the table going into that number here. I really think that the, the downside is in play here um, unless we start seeing this jobs number really come down uh the pressure is still on the fed for either a 50 or a 75 point hike i mean that that that's not going to go away that pressure is maybe eased a little bit over the last few days as we're seeing with with yields uh come off and you know maybe what happened last night in Australia everybody mm-hmm. was expecting a 50point hike we only mm-hmm. saw a 25 point hike maybe that's a precursor to what happens here but again i really feel that this is just across the equity space and across the commodity space it looks to me like a short covering rally uh,
0: again with pressures easing some yields coming off to your point a potential for a short covering rally the debate in terms of whether this is initiative buying or, uh, again, just, uh, uh, as I like to call it, responsive-type buying. As prices get low, the shorts say, hey, I should, I should buy some back down here. Uh, this has been quite the move to the downside. I guess should we be looking to copper? To sort of get a better feel and to avoid some of the noise in terms of that debate and the back and forth and you know investors on edge and the highly speculative environment that we're in right now with all the focus on the fed and everything and whether we'll get more aggressive or less aggressive copper pretty much after selling off into july down around 313 it's been hovering in the middle of a range we'll call it 380 down to that low uh, from the summer around 340 here right now and a bit more of a level-headed approach to some of this uh, kind of unease that we've
1: seen here in markets Exactly, Ben, and you've got two sides to the copper market. Number one, you know, it, it is helping the weaker dollar, so so that has helped copper prices, you know, prop up a little bit. But again, the the level headed approach is manufacturing data has been really weak, and there there's so much concern across the world for for you know further demand headwinds. So I think that's really what you're seeing. Why copper is not breaking out of a range. You definitely have, you know, a, a pull and push, but that is why you haven't seen the big increase in copper like what we have seen in silver and gold come off those loads.
0: Still uh some demand headwinds to say the least here. And you know, still also seeing some inflationary pressures, obviously. You know, we we talked earlier in the show about the Eurozone PPI numbers that we saw overnight. I mean, 43% that caps. Uh, on top of what we saw recently in terms of their CPI, highest ever, uh, up 10%. And you yep. know, as I look at even Tokyo's CPI overnight, uh, uh, the September data came in at 2.8%. That was down a bit from 2.9 in August, but. Uh, the core rate, including uh, fresh foods, that rose 28 up from 2.6%. So, again, when we're trying to figure out this debate, looking to copper as that more level-headed uh, sort of gauge of, I mean, you have to be focused on this data as well here, Scott, because, uh, again, inflation obviously still a factor to, uh, to be considered and a force to be reckoned with, and something that the Fed's dialed in on, so as investors and traders. I mean, these numbers, whether you're talking here in the U.S. or globally, we've got to be keeping an eye on it
1: exactly and i think that's what the the overriding fears are in the marketplace <clears throat> excuse me about further demand headwinds i think you know that side of it is, yeah. is is very cautionary and you're seeing that reflected in the copper markets
0: so not just in terms of like covid concerns as far as uh demand no. headwinds ultimately i mean it, it points back to and it suggests again if the fed goes a little bit too aggressively not only here in the u.s but globally, ultimately. You know, now that I think of it, I was reading about how uh, the UN's Conference on Trade and Development, they yeah. commented on that. They warned about synchronized tightening and uh, global recession, a potentially prolonged period of stagflation. I mean, this is a delicate situation that we're dealing with here. I mean, we talk about it on a very uh, kind of lackadaisical, you know, more related to price activity here. But things are kind of on edge here right now and hanging in a bit of a pendulum.
1: They're very much on edge. And and I I believe the Fed has gone from trying to navigate a soft landing to now getting anything but a crash landing. That, in in, in my opinion, is now the overriding kind of theme here, and they're doing everything they can to ease into what they can do. It's not going to be a soft landing, but let's get the best of a bad case scenario.
0: Along those lines, the Bank of England last week, I mean, it does seem like uh, central bankers are slipping into more of a Draghi-esque type, by any means necessary, to your point, type approach towards that, uh, hopefully easing, uh, again, that hard drop. Scott, I always appreciate you joining us here, especially this morning. Great uh, look at markets here, commodities ahead of the OPEC meeting and uh, some of what we've seen in terms of gold and some of the metals as well. Scott Bauer,
1: check him out at Prosper Trading Academy.